Offstage Podcast family. I hope you're having a wonderful day today. It's nice and beautiful in Florida, and I hope that your day is beautiful where you are. This is a podcast where we're discussing the Hebraic perspective of the Christian faith. Why would we do that, you say? Because we are Judeo-Christians. Judaism is the root system of our Christian faith. We're not just Christians. Judaism uh, is where we draw our covenants, we draw customs and history and understanding of our scripture. Jesus was not a Christian, he was a Jew. We're looking at scripture from that capacity to make our faith full. There are some places in the Christian faith that are not understandable until we get into the Hebraic perspective of our faith. That's why some pieces in Christianity seem to be missing. They're not, they're not, they're, they're not lost, they're just not filled in. And we are coming and filling in the blanks to bring an understanding and full expression. So welcome to the Offstage Podcast. I have been studying this since 1992, which makes me really old. Uh, and But it's been a, uh, a passion of mine uh, to study this and not just study it, but now begin to share these truths and insights with folks. So welcome to the podcast. Great to have you. Today, I want to uh, move into uh, and, and deal with a subject that you might be familiar with, but maybe not know the purpose and meaning of it. Um, I'm holding in my hand what's called a mezuzah. A mezuzah is a box. This one happens to be made of like a glass of some kind, a crystal. Uh, sometimes they're made of wood, sometimes metal, sometimes ceramic, that rock. You, you can make a mezuzah out of a little bit of any kind of material. Um, and you'll see these attached to a doorpost of a business, a home, certainly a synagogue. Uh, and usually if you see a mezuzah on the doorpost attached to the side of a doorpost, it's on the outside of the door before you walk in. Usually that's going to be a Jewish home, uh, a Jewish business. Uh, and more and more Christians, actually, uh, I have one of these on the outside of my home. I know my mom and dad do that uh, when you walk, as, as Christians are understanding the meaning behind the mezuzah, has said, you know what, I, I need one of those on my house too. And so maybe maybe that as well. But but the um, there's nothing holy about the box. The, the box, again, comes in all different kinds of styles and decorations and expressions. The reason the box is there that's attached to the doorpost really is to hold Scripture that is on the inside of the mezuzah. The mezuzah uh, is attached to the doorpost, but the Scripture, the parchment, is inside. It's contained inside and that is what the box is there for, is to contain the scriptures. And those scriptures are principles of God's word that when people attach the mezuzah to the doorpost of their home, their business, what they're actually doing is declaring that when I walk in and I see these, see the mezuzah, I'll be reminded that I'm going to live my life by the words of God, the principles of God. Now, where does that come from? Uh, was Jesus kosher with this? I, I would have to tell you that being a good Jewish boy, raised in a good Jewish family, uh, there, he had to have a mezuzah on his door. You walk up to Jesus' house, before you knock on the door, you saw the mezuzah. And when you see the mezuzah, as in Jesus' day and today, for that matter, uh, a Jew will, will uh, reach out and they will touch the mezuzah and then they will kiss their fingers, uh, an expression of devotion to the principles that are in, on that scripture inside that box. 
stating their allegiance to that. And they'll recite something like, may God protect my going out and my coming in now and forever. Um, just ascribing a, a, a themselves, attaching themselves to those scriptures as they're about to enter uh, that doorpost. And the word mezuzah, uh, actually, now it, it, it all got connected. It means doorpost. It, it, it is the doorpost. Um, and we get the command to attach the mezuzah uh, to the doorpost straight from Scripture. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Now, we just finished a podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago on the Shema. Uh, remember that one. If you're not, go back and you can check the archives. But hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Verses 4 through 9 is where you're going to find these scriptures. And, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, all your strength. Um, and he says, these commands that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. In fact, let me just read for you what the passage would be. Hero is the Lord our God is one Lord. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commands I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Here we go. Are you ready? Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. That is Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9. And then there's another passage of Scripture that will be in there, which is Deuteronomy 11, 13 through 21, other Scriptures. Those are combined together and placed inside the mezuzah box and then attached to the doorpost. And, and what, what the word is actually stating is there's, there's many, many teachings inside those words. And I won't get into all of that right now. But the ones that stand out to me was declaring, I want my word to be preeminent in your life. I want my word to be preeminent in your home. I want you to teach your kids. I want discussion of my promises, my principles, my will to be a part of the dialogue and discussion inside your house, in the living room, in the hallways, at dinner, on the phone, emails. I want a discussion of me in your world. He doesn't, God doesn't want to be ascribed to one day a week. God wants to be a part of everything we're doing. And so he said, when you're at home, lie down, wake up throughout the day, going to bed, it doesn't matter. Let there be discussion of my word. So here's what's happening. God says, I want you to attach these scriptures to the doorpost of your house uh, because I want my word to be central to who you are and to the places that you own, that you enter, uh, so that you'll be reminded to fulfill my will for your life. The doorpost is an interesting, is an interesting place, uh, the frame of the door. We see doorposts actually mentioned several times in the Bible, and I want to hit a couple of them for you that maybe give you some perspective as to what could be the deeper meaning, another perspective about the mezuzah that actually is being declared by us attaching the scriptures, the principles of God to the doorpost of our home. What are we actually doing? Well, remember this. Uh, the first time, one of the first places we actually see uh, a doorpost mentioned was in the very first Passover in the book of Exodus chapter 12. The Bible says that God was going to bring Israel out of, or the Hebrew people out of Egypt's bondage. And the final plague was the death angel was going to move through the streets, right? Remember the story? And God told all the Hebrew people, he said, I want you to kill a lamb and I want you to put blood on the doorposts 
of your home. And as the death angel walks through the streets, when he sees the blood on the doorpost, he will pass over your house. Your firstborn will not die. I will pass over and there'll be safety and protection there. Uh, the blood was applied to the doorpost. God, the death angel was checking the doorpost. The doorpost was the entry point to your private world. And God was saying, I want you to understand, that, again, messaging here, attach the scripture to the doorpost of your life because just as I brought divine protection to Israel because of the blood on the doorpost, when you apply the word to your life, you literally are declaring and walking in divine protection for your family. I like that. I like the fact that the word of God is standing guard at the doors of my house, the entry point of my life for my kids, for my wife, for my home, my finances, that there's protection at the door. If it protected the Hebrew people uh, in Exodus, it'll protect you. It'll protect me. But, but let's keep going because there's another place. We find in Exodus chapter 21, when a, a man or woman had enslaved themselves to someone else paying a debt that they couldn't financially take care of. So they, they literally were enslaved to someone until that debt was paid. Once they reached that point or a relationship grew so wonderfully between the servant and the master that the servant would actually approach the master and say, listen, uh, it's, we have gone beyond a master and slave relationship. I want to connect and attach my heart and my life to you. I never want to leave you. I want to serve you. I want to be with you. Your kindness, your, your generosity, your protection, your love for me has connected to my heart. I never want to leave here. And in that, Exodus chapter 21 talks about a, a process that would take place, uh, like a ceremony, where the slave would go to the doorpost of the, of the master's house put his earlobe on there, and they would drive a, a peg through the earlobe of the servant into the, into the doorpost, and it would make leave an indention there, and that, that servant was now marked for life, that I am indentured to you. I am yours. You are mine. In other words, here's what that statement was. At the doorpost, it was a declaration of consecration. My life is tied to you forever. I am never breaking this relationship. It's you and me forever. I'm not a slave to you. I am family to you. I am one with you. I will protect you. I will serve you. You see, the doorpost was not just divine protection of things trying to come in my house. But then the second place we see a doorpost mentioned is where now I am enslaving myself. I'm saying, I love you, God. I want to give my life. I'm consecrating myself to you, not because I have to anymore, but because I love you and because of how you treat me, I give you me. So number one, a protected life. Number two, a consecrated life. Uh, the third place we see a doorpost uh, mentioned, just another place here is Eli, the high priest. Uh, the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 1 that Eli, the high priest, would go and he sat by the mezuzah in the sanctuary, uh, the place where he would be serving on a regular basis. But he would sit there at the doorpost of the sanctuary, and it was at that place where he would hear the word, the voice, and the instruction of God. 
God would speak to him in that location. Why that location? I don't know, but it was right there in that doorway. It's interesting because Proverbs chapter 8, verse 34 actually tells you and I that we can live this too. Check this out. Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. What, what God is saying is that the, the place of my presence, the place that I occupy, the place where I am worshipped, if you will be there at the threshold of my presence and my sanctuary on a regular basis, I will speak to you there. You will hear instruction for your life. I hope you're getting this right now because I am loving that. I know I'm the one doing the talking, but my faith is being stirred right now that, that, that as, as the mezuzah placed on the doorpost, what is it representing? That doorpost is representing divine protection as he did with Israel that was coming out. It, it also represents uh, the fact that we're in a place where my life is consecrated, that I'm no longer uh, in bondage, but I am in relationship with God. So it represents a place of, of consecration. Now we see that it represents a place where I hear the instruction, the voice, the leading of God for my life. Man, how many of us could use more of God's voice? Turn up the volume on your voice in my life, God. How do we do that? I'm going to show you in just a minute because as long as we're sitting at the doorway of his presence, he will speak and direct and lead us. This last one here that I just want to mention to you real quickly is 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. Uh, there was a woman here who had seen the prophet Elisha as he was coming back and forth, passing the way. And she said, you know what? I see this man who's traveling all the time and he has nowhere to stay. Uh, we're going to build a place for him to stay here in our house. And so she did. She invested resources, made a place for him and invited Elisha to stay with she and her husband while, uh, while he was traveling. And Elisha did so. And then in verse 14 through 16, uh, Elisha goes to his servant Gehazi and he says, What can be done for her? Elisha asked. Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, said, She has no son and her husband is old. Verse 15, watch this. Then Elisha said, Call her. So he called her. Gehazi called her and she stood in the doorway. Verse 16, Elisha said, About this time next year, you will hold a son in your arms. No, my Lord, she objected. Please, man of God, don't mislead your servant. But the woman became pregnant, and the next year, about that same time, she gave birth to a son, just as Elisha had told her. In other words, she was serving with her heart, but had a deficit in her life. Elisha said, you can't serve and give to God without God giving back to you. You made something happen for him. God's going to make something happen for you, and it's not going to be token. What do you want? What's the desire of your heart? She wanted a boy. She wasn't able to have a son. She wanted a son so bad. And Gehazi said, she needs a boy. And Elisha calls her out. And he, and he calls her into a place, it's interesting, at the doorpost, at the threshold of a door. And he promises her, God is going to give you a son about this time next year. And the, and the word goes on to tell us that it actually happens. In other words, something else that happens at the doorpost, at the mezuzah, is a place where promise and fulfillment of miracles happen. New life takes place 
at the doorpost. You see, I, I, I love I love how when when we see these, these these articles, these tools, these connectors for our faith, all this is is to remind us to live God's word, honor God's word, do things God's way, so we can get God's results. But we don't realize that the impact that these things can bring and the representation of this mezuzah, talking of all these things that happen at a doorpost, and that's exactly where God said, "Attach my word at the doorpost." At the doorpost. You know, it's interesting. Jesus calls himself the door. He said, I am the door. I am the way to life. No other way. I am the only door. I am the way to life. In other words, watch this. You can't have a door unless there is a framework around that door. And what do doors do? Frames and doors give you access into another dimension. If the door is closed, you're stuck. When the door opens, you have access. Jesus says, I am your way into the next dimension of life. But my, my, my life for you is framed. Framed by what? Framed by the word. That's what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, that the worlds were framed by the word of God. The door, God's word is what's holding this world together, holding the universe together. And Jesus said, I am the door. Well, you can't have a door without a doorpost, without a threshing, and here, without a threshold. And Jesus, the Bible tells us that he became the word. He was the living word. That that word that attaches to the doorpost is actually Jesus. What we're saying is this, as I attach the mezuzah, not just to the door of my house, but to the, to the door of my life. As I attach the word to me, I'm walking in divine protection. As I attach the word to my life, I'm indenturing myself, consecrating my heart and my life to him. As I attach the word to my life, I'm going to hear his voice, hear instruction, know the wisdom for the next season, the next step of my life. And as I attach the word to my life, I'm expecting miracles to take place and things to happen that only God could do. Why would that happen? Because Jesus is the door. And I want his word to be on the doorpost of my life so that as I enter and as I exit, I am reminded that it's his word, it's his way, it's his will that has to lead everything in my life. I want to enter through the door of Jesus so I can have every promise. But the way I enter the door, the way I get into protection, the way I get into a place of consecration, the way I get into direction for my life, the way I get into miracles is to apply the word. I have to walk by and consecrate and dedicate my life to the word. And that's what God was telling Israel. I want you to put the word in the mezuzah on the doorpost that every time you enter and exit that door. You are literally stepping into a new dimension. And as you do, I want to remind you, as you step into this new world, as you have been granted new access to another dimension, keep my word forefront in your life. Don't walk left. Don't walk right. Keep your word. Keep your face. Keep your heart on me and my promises for your life. It's the mezuzah, ladies and gentlemen. I pray that the next time you walk into a place and you see that little box on a doorpost of a business, a home, it'll make you think twice.
Maybe maybe this stirs something in you and you realize, you know what? I I need the reminder. I love that's one, one of the reasons I love Judaism is they hold these reminders. They keep them very visual to remind us. So it's not all just a mental thing, but it's very much a tangible thing, a vis- visual thing. I need those in my life. That's why there's a mezuzah attached to my doorpost at my house. That's why I pray with my tallit, my prayer shawl. I love these tangible pieces. It doesn't make you more holy. What it does is it, it actually just materializes the word in front of you, and it reminds us. Every time I enter and exit the front door of my house, I'm reminded, Scott, live the word. Scott, declare the word. But I'm also reminded now that there's divine protection over my life, that I have consecrated myself to him, that there is a direction and a flow of God's word leading me, and that I am also I am also able to walk in miracles and receive the promises of God for my life. Why? Jesus is the door, and his word is how I encounter and walk into the full life of Jesus. We can live this. You can live this. And maybe, maybe go online and check out a mezuzah for yourself. Maybe, maybe go look at that and, and uh, see if that's what, if, what you want to look at. If you don't want to do that, it's all good. But next time you see a door frame, every time you walk in a door, I pray that this word leaps inside your heart. Have an amazing day. Think this over. Uh, If it's spoken to you the way it's spoken to me, take it, repost it, share it with your friends, keep this moving, keep this flowing uh, so that we can keep our faith encouraged, fill in the blanks, and bring more life and living color to the Christian faith. This is the Offstage Podcast. So glad you joined us today. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend.